something about this Keen's Cross thing still. We don't know who she is, why she's contacting us. She goes out of her way to find someone who sounds exactly like me. I know what I sound like, okay? I, I edit this podcast. I hear my voice for hours on end. I, I That's me. And I, that, I didn't record that. Okay, well, it's like, let's think about it, right? If someone said they... They already know where we are, so what if it's like a prank? We like other people in this building, I think. Like a prank to accomplish what? To just freak me the fuck out? That's a prank's not like a nature of a prank. A a prank would be like, you know, someone someone jumps out after you you do something and says, Oh, I gotcha, like it gets me on fucking camera freaking out. And this has scared you, so mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah, it has scared me, because I don't, I don't know. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us tonight in the Creepypasta Book Club, the podcast where we read, analyze, and discuss significant creepypastas, no sleeps, and web horror flash fiction. We are your hosts, Jonah. And Wednesday. And today... We are discussing Baraska, and we're joined today by our friend Tempest. Hello. Hi. 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 I'm Tempest. Hi. I also read <laughs> Baraska. Yeah, you also read Baraska. Boy, <laughs> I did make you do yeah. that, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, you promised me. You promised me. You were like, "Oh, I, I picked one for you that you're really gonna hate because you love to be angry." And I was reading it and reading. It, I was like, "This isn't. I'm not enjoying this, but like, it's not like." painful <laughs> and then um and then he got to the end you know <laughs> yeah. then i was like oh oh yeah <laughs> you've been harassed god i got god <laughs> i'm a i mean i'm a big horror fan i was a, a total wimp when i was a kid so i i missed out on <laughs> not that i'm not now but like i missed out on a lot of sort of creepypasta stuff so i sort of I, I read a lot of backlog in in college sort of catching up on like mm-hmm. all this stuff that people were talking about like, all the big names? Yeah, all the big names and, like, stuff that I sort of found just poking around. I, I enjoy horror. I enjoy written horror and and film. And I work in theater, so I, I'm really interested in how that sort of functions on stage and the sort of live element of it and, and, and the, the what, what it does to someone to be in the room with the threat. And, and you're also, like, you're into, like, the gothic horror kind of <laughs> aspect yeah. with your own work. Yeah, I think gothic horror is really interesting. I, I think I'm, I'm always interested in sort of the slower burns. I'm not a big, like, jump scare fan. I think horror and terror rather than, like, fright. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. a big Edgar Allan Poe fan when I was a kid. I went through my Lovecraft phase. Still, That's still, you know, inter- an interest of mine. But yeah, all that kind of, like, gothic and, and forward is something yeah. that I'm, I'm interested in. And, like, sort of, yeah, re- regional horror. So this is actually a really good fit for me. Where I, where I think this could go, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> like a, a person who would be interested in talking about the topic and feeling passionate about it rather than a creepy possibly set in front of you that has no like, <laughs> meaning to you yeah yeah i can sort of see the connection to americana horror which is another mm. uh, thing that i've been researching a lot the past couple of years for my own project there's a there's a term in academia i wish i could remember i should have oh, if i was if i'd been smart i would have brought up the article but there's a there's a term that oh you can send to us later if you want yeah i probably will i think people should read this article but it's about um the, the phrase is, is, uh, landiness. Oh, yeah! Hey, we brought that Wait, up before. Wait, hang on. 
Is that? Oh my god, oh my have god. you? Was I right? Was I right when I said landiness? All this t- fucking years ago? I think I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's a real word. In a real <laughs> way, people use it, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, uh, good, we'll, we'll talk about the landiness of Baraska or the lack of landiness of Baraska. I've been bringing up, kind of like loosely, sort of like in jest, but like serious, that we could probably start categorizing creepypastas the way people do with folklore. This would fall under like a hills have eyes sort of thing and not necessarily like a regional like urban legend that's trying to be but we should yeah we should do the summary before we get the podcast <laughs> yeah we're yeah, just yeah, we're yeah. chopping at the bit so that, so that everybody's on the same page so that everybody knows what we're bitching about <laughs> what if they don't know this time fucking you, you go read it we had to read it we had to read it so you have to go back and read it now whatever you're imagining is not worse than what actually happens <laughs> But before all that, we're shouting out this week's Community Spotlight. Sundrop, Stories of Shifting Sands, is a zine anthology of desert horror and supernatural fiction written and illustrated by artists of color. Unexplained things happen to those who dwell in the desert. Ghosts and gods touch mortals, monsters crawl the salt flats, and ancient trees take root for eternity. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Be sure to check the description for the link to Sundrop. And now, on with the show. Sam and his family moved to Drisking, Missouri when he was nine, much to the chagrin of his 14-year-old sister, Whitney. Sam's father is the new deputy of Drisking, training to be sheriff. He befriends two other children his age, Kimber and Kyle, and at the end of the summer, they bring him to the Triple Tree, a big tree house in the woods where you have to carve your name before you visit or else you'll die. When they're in the treehouse, they hear a harsh, grinding sawmill sound coming from the mountain. Kyle and Kimber tell Sam it comes from Baraska, an evil place you should never look for unless you want to die. The only people who live in Baraska are supposedly the skinned men, though older kids consider it only an urban legend. After Christmas, Whitney mysteriously vanishes, and everyone believes that she ran away to St. Louis, where they had been living, except Sam, who becomes convinced that she went to the triple tree and vanished. The three kids sneak out and meet up at the triple tree and find Whitney's name carved into the trunk. Seven years later, Sam works at the local sandwich shop and Kimber and Kyle are dating. Over the years, more girls have run away from town or died mysteriously, but this is treated as a fairly casual occurrence. Kimber's mother seems to resent Kyle and has recently fallen into a bout of major depression. Sam's boss at the sandwich shop has been having fertility problems and has a meltdown while he's at work, and when he calls her husband to come pick her up, he explains that her uncles were killed in a mining accident, and Sam tries to interrogate him about Baraska to no avail. He and Kyle go talk to the Historical Society to try and learn more about the unfortunate McCaskey family, and discover that when the city collapsed the abandoned mines, they poisoned the water table, and it was only by the unexplained intervention of the Prescott family that the town survived. The three kids decide to go pay a visit to the Prescott patriarch, Tom, who was moved into a nursing home, out of town, due to dementia by his son, Jimmy, who basically runs the town. Tom begins ranting about the powder and how Jimmy doesn't run things right until the orderlies come in and have to ask them to leave. The kids are convinced now that Baraska has something to do with drug trafficking, and that's where the money for the town has come from all these years. On the way home, Kimber gets a call from her dad. Her mother has killed herself. Kimber's mother left a suicide note, but the police, Sam's dad, insist that one wasn't found. However, Kimber is sure that her father has it, and they hatch a plan to sneak out during the funeral so she can break into his office and read it. 
She is convinced for some reason that her mother did this out of guilt for something she did to Kimber. However, things don't go according to plan, and Kimber sneaks off by herself during the funeral. She finds the note, but too late. They're here. They get a ride from their friend Phil to Kimber's house, but she's gone. They try to beg Sam's father to investigate, but he claims that Kimber and her father have suddenly left town, and that there's no foul play. The boys try to search the woods for Kimber, but there's no trace of her to be found before the sound of Baraska screams out over the town. They decide to talk to the woman from the Historical Society again and ask her about Baraska. They discover that Baraska is actually a term for the first mine in a system to run dry, and she points out which mine on the local mountain map is the Baraska. They hike through the woods, past the triple tree, until they find the Drisking Underground Mine. The paint has worn off the sign, leaving just S-K-I-N-N-D-M-I-N. Skinned Men. They enter the compound, pass through a bloody room with a grinder, and into the dorms where they find dozens of pregnant women. They find Jimmy Prescott raping one of their missing classmates, and Sam accidentally alerts him to their presence before Kyle finds Kimber. They manage to unbuckle her, but on their way out, Sam finds Whitney. Kyle escapes with Kimber, but Sam elects to stay with his sister. Jimmy Prescott monologues about what all of this is. The secret of Drisking is that they kidnap girls, rape them, and sell the infants or deliver them back to the community to people who were rendered infertile when the water table was poisoned. Kyle is caught, but Kimber has gotten away, and Jimmy beats him almost to death, interrogating him. They let Sam go, and he takes Kyle to the hospital, but he emerges in a vegetative state. Whitney gives birth and then is summarily thrown in the Baraska woodchipper. Sam spends the next few years homeless and on drugs, skips town, and one day in Chicago gets a letter from Kimber containing her mother's suicide note, which explains that she knew all along that her daughter was being sold to Baraska, and that all the kids in town are named K&P names after Killian Clary, the old sheriff, or the Prescotts, except now for Whitney's son William, who is named for her father, Walker. Which means she and Kyle were siblings. And then the story just ends. <laughs> so what do we think? My room has never been cleaner. <laughs> because you were avoiding doing Baraska. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could clean my brain as well as you cleaned your room. <laughs> hey, here's a thought, though. Here's a here's a more serious lead into the discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, I've listened to this a bunch and read it, like, twice, maybe, with my eyes. The way Kyle is introduced got me thinking, and the makeup of this friend group, this is like some bizarre Harry Potter AU. I really like that, yeah. Dull main character who has sort of one thing that he's really into, <laughs> the girl who's, you know, the smart one, the one who makes them do their homework Sensible. and, like, helps them with their, you know, yeah. the, writes their essays for them, sort of dumb hothead who's in love with the girl. Except it's it's yeah. an AU where they're siblings. <laughs> Which, you know, (laughs) not unheard of. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, but as soon as they said Kimber's hair color was also, like, she was, she's ginger, I was like, oh, they're definitely siblings. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like such a a time-honored cliche. I I was like, if they're not, you're wasting my time. (laughs) Right? (laughs) If they're not siblings, this is just, like, bad and annoying writing and if they are siblings you've tipped your hand way too much you got way too excited about your stupid twist once you know what's happening in the story everything is so super telegraphed yeah like from the farthest end of the court you know what's happening like obviously you know what's happening because you read it the first time but you know what i mean there's some stories (laughs) that like maintain some level of like 
you know it's going to happen, but still feels like, oh gosh, are they going to like live or die or whatever? Like, you know this is going to happen. Like, and this story has really, really poor uh, reread value. Like, yeah, that's in it. a lot of good mm. mysteries, you can read it again and see where the pieces fall into place, and it's exciting. In this, every single piece that has been laid out feels so blatant and so, like, obnoxiously written. It's like, this isn't fun to read. <laughs> this yeah. fucking sucks. What's weird is I also have kind of the inverse critique, where it feels like like things are sort of being pieced together as it's being written. Like, for example, like, there's a, there's a sudden heel turn where um, in the first part, Jimmy Prescott yeah. was giving the like the yeah. history speech is like really charming and Sam is like oh he's he's really disarming and like putting me at ease and then within like the f- the first three sentences of part two he's like oh that Jimmy Prescott freaks me out he's creepy yeah and I was like well what <laughs> like did you forget that you wrote him to be charming and like charismatic there's a combination of like lack of consistency lack of forethought lack of editing that yeah. goes into it combined with this over-the-top clue planting <laughs> what I yeah. believe obviously is the thing here is that the whole, like, rape incest thing was, like, cemented, that the, the skin men and all, all that was planted mm-hmm. in the ground first. That was it. And everything yeah. else was, like, pants. Like, let's just get to the next part. Because there's no yeah. way, yeah. no way anyone would write out this amount of child dialogue and keep this amount in there unless you were, like, uh, doing it just to get this post up on Reddit, you know? <laughs> well, let's talk about the dialogue, actually, because I think... I fully agree with you. I think, like, like yeah, one of the things that felt the most like, oh, you are fully just stringing this along, like, you're just pulling this out of your ass as we speak, is that so much information just comes from conversations yeah. that could have been had at any time. They go to the historical society, talk to the lady there two times, and each time, like, they don't think to ask a particular question, which is especially mm-hmm. egregious when Sam says multiple times that he's been obsessed with the concept of, of Baraska, sin, Baraska, Bar- whatever, yeah, yeah. since Whitney disappeared seven years ago. So, like, you never went to the library about it? Yeah, and he's he's never thought to ask any adults about it. Has done zero research. You didn't Google it? You didn't go to the library? Yeah, it's really, it's really strange. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure Baraska's like a term that C.K. Walker made up. Oh, 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 pick me. I, I, sure. I, I look oh, some of this yes, stuff up. Yes, Wednesday? Okay, first off, it's a, it's mm. a word that means storm, like a, like a heavy, like, really? tropical depression from huh. the Mediterranean Sea. Yes. So it, it's a word that exists, but it's used in this way that I don't think exists outside of the story. But I looked <laughs> it up, and there were, like, dictionary entries, like, phrased in a way that's very similar to the story. So it sounds like people have added it into the dictionary from the story. And I didn't, like, do a date check, because that was a step farther than I wanted to do it for the story. <laughs> but to my knowledge, I, I'm really into minds. To that knowledge, there's not, like, a term <laughs> like that that exists. So, like, I couldn't find, like, text or manuals or, like, mining terminology for it. So if it exists out there and someone has, like, a source, I would really like to see it. But I don't think this word exists in this way because people don't really talk about mines in this way. You know? Huh. Like, yeah, if, a mi- really if a mine is dry, a mine is abandoned, a mine is dead. An abandoned mine can also mean that there's, like, no one owns it anymore. Like, that people have died mm-hmm. who own it, or, like, the claim is lost or something, or it collapsed in and that's why it's abandoned. 
but if it's a part of a system, it's still a, a working mind. Like, just because a single element of that mind has been stripped, stripped is a term that people would use for minds, there's like other, there's other terms, but for various substances, you'd still, you still have other things in the mind, unless a mind is like unusable, because there's still like people who go like <laughs> scrape moss off rocks. If there's no like <laughs> money to be made from the mining aspect, it's just not a cave system isn't like dead because like there's always like advancements in technology of how people can pull metal from the earth we live on okay so looking it up the oxford english dictionary doesn't have any entries for baraska itself which makes me like really dubious but um there is a term barasco b-o-r-a-s-c-o which comes partly from the spanish barasca Wiktionary has an entry for Barasca that cites Catalan, Portuguese, and Spanish definitions that all mean like a squall or a storm, and it has like a like a dictionary and etymological references for all of these. But for English, it has the possibly invented mining term with no citations to it, which basically makes it the equivalent of like an urban dictionary entry. It's sort of just a general lack of interest, lack of curiosity about the subject matter and about the place being written about which is like one yeah. of the fundamental problems well, of Baraska. Did you notice that we never went into the mines? Yeah. <laughs> which like Hello? why would you take them why would you take like, one of the coolest things we have on the planet that's one of like, the scariest things to a lot of people and not go in there? You made a whole big deal out of there are mines. The scare of the mind would be too distracting from, from the, the thing rape, that she yeah. actually cares about. <laughs> But you could at least, like, the rapes in the mines. Yeah, get in there. The fact that... The fact <laughs> Just that, get in there. The fact that like... 16-year-olds could walk in on their human trafficking up on a hill, like, five <laughs> feet away from, from, like, the fucking city. With a clearly bon- marked path. Bonkers. Put that shit in the mines. <laughs> get in the I mines. Mean, like, I I guess we're supposed to buy into the idea that, like, this is out in the open in the way that it is because they they don't care who finds it because the town knows which is the dumbest fucking part of the whole thing to me it's a scary hillbilly rural stuff we're in the ozarks right here's another thing that really yeah. pissed me off yeah. we're in the ozarks <laughs> it's like my space era there would not be avocado in the sandwich shop <laughs> <laughs> you're so right I can't get yearly avocado around in, like, fucking Ohio. It has to be seasonal. Like. <laughs> in this sandwich shop that nobody goes to. Yeah. Like. Right. Why are you buying avocados? They go bad so fast. The queer commie vegetable would not be in the fucking, <laughs> uh, fucking. <laughs> What'd you just call me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This is why they bankrupt. She keeps buying all this fucking avocado. Where are they shipping it from to Missouri in like the early 2000s? You're out of your mind. Is this supposed to take place in the early 2000s? He mentions MySpace. I don't he mentions, know. Uh, he mentions Jay, the boyfriend. Oh, you're right. He he was waiting for Jay to get on social media to see that if Whitney and him were together, and he uses MySpace, ah. and so it has to be this time period. Well, like, that's seven years before the main thrust of the story, which I think is supposed to take place in 2011, because he's, like... But still, uh, still... 
Because cause his, his purpose for posting the story is that he just got this letter from Kimber containing the suicide note. Uh, and he knows now, like, oh, Kimber's alive and out there and found me and blah, blah, blah. But, like, he, he he's doing this now and he says, I've spent four years in, like, a, like a drug-induced fever in Chicago. So, four years before, 2011, and you know, seven years before, uh, like, 2004. So, like, in the intervening time, the boyfriend would have gotten on MySpace, but I think, like, 2011, we're entering the avocado era, but it's not, it's not the, it's not the year of the avocado No, we're we're also in, like, a village in the Ozarks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there, there is such an evocative place and, and culture being, strived for like reached for and completely missed because like going back to the mind thing i like i hear you jonah saying like it being out in the open is sort of part of the thematic point that like this kind of yeah this sort of like this sort of this awful stereotypical like yeah hillbilly backcountry depravity like i get that but i think it'd be so much more interesting if you like thematically interesting if you put it in the mines which were like the first source of income yeah that the town so desperately relied on even though it was like right overreaching in these huge ways, like it's bad for the earth. It, they're strip mining. Yeah. Like, they're not doing it properly. And when they try to destroy it, like they destroy the water source. Like we're we're ruining resources. We're not like doing things properly in a sustainable way for like the people or like the the world around us. Yeah, you're doing that again. Like you're just doing that again. Put it in the same place. Within the genre of hillbilly horror like horrible things <laughs> happening within the mines because mines were just like little tight yes. it's like that's an iconic set piece with like the final reveal is happening deep within the like foreman's office mine area where it's like a little like village down there because like mines <laughs> are just tiny little narrow things people built like workspaces within the caverns of these rock structures yeah you need to have like an office down in there yeah so like the the big final climax the big final reveal of the horrific hillbilly nonsense happens in these spaces in these movies a lot of times like my bloody valentine like outlast 2 i this is sort of a a horror subgenre that i don't know a lot about honestly like the deliverance horror oh uh, deliverance that's it yes that's the other one i was trying to think of. it's like <laughs> listen i don't because like cause it's something i'm fundamentally not interested in i don't care about stories <laughs> like horror stories where rape is the main yeah. source of horror is fundamentally not interesting to me i don't care for them but this is sort of sure. like a know your enemy situation with me where like <laughs> I gotta see them all, because I want to know what's going on, you know? It's one of those yeah. things. It's just, like, like I'm invested <laughs> yeah, in the telling of these regions. I, yeah, I want to know what's going on. I'm, I'm just saying things that take place in minds now. There's a... <laughs> a if, you're interested, if you're interested in this topic, and you want it handled more tastefully, I have, like, mixed opinions about the game. I think the some of the humor really takes away from it, and there's some like game design standpoint wise because like a a visual novel dating sim where the characters you're dating are introduced by chapter so if you're interested in one character and he's introduced in the last chapter you get less game but um (laughs) it's it's scarlet hollow i really recommend it other than the things i said this isn't a very good recommendation but there's it's (laughs) mind-based horror 
in a region. And it's kind of some like twee stuff where you like, well, that that doesn't feel <laughs> realistic, but like it's you know it's it's good. Go go play it. Where do you think? Well, I guess as not spoilery as you can be, where does that succeed? Where this fails with like with that style or that like setting? It's like a actually a about the workers and the area being kind mm. of like in the folklore of that area and it's kind of like a haunting creature feature along with a dating sim and everyone has like little rural mysteries and there's like a tight-knit community and, and you play as like you are oh here's the part here's the problem with sam nothing happens to sam he has no investment in this story other than his dad is like a pervert but yeah but in, in Scarlet Hollow, <laughs> well, put a pin in that. I want to talk about that. <laughs> in Scarlet Hollow, your aunt was like the last, like adult adult owner of the mind, and now it belongs to your cousin. And you go there for like the funeral and stuff, and you're like from the city, so you're like learning about your like heritage and stuff. Hmm. So it's it's like actually invested mm. in the material that it's using and not just using it as set dressing, which yeah. is a major problem with what Baraska is doing. Like, 80-20. And it can't even be bothered to dress the damn set. Yeah. Like, like, Scarlet Hollow cares 80% and 20 doesn't care as in the set dressing, whereas Baraska is 90% not caring about the set dressing and, like, 10% care because it kind of gets into, like, like, little rural, like, community politics a bit. That's kind of neat for it. But it's, like, juvenile, basically. There's so many like little things where I'm like, oh, that's an interesting hook. Like, I would like to talk about that. And Sam's dad is like one of the primary ones because like one of the first things that we learn is that they're moving because he has been relocated from the St. Louis Police Department. Isn't that right? To yeah. Yeah. this tiny to town Driscoll. in the middle of nowhere. I think the implication is actually that he he moved there. Like, it's, it's like a Stepford Wives situation where like he moved yeah. there on purpose because he wanted to fuck his daughter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, they never, like, really get he into that. He was like, that. oh, yeah. yeah, I gotta relocate to here for reasons. And he was like, yeah. he was just, he was waiting for that guy to die or retire or whatever happens. He was just itching for it. <laughs> yeah, because he was being sort of groomed for the role of sheriff. Yeah. I, what's implied is that he Kelly sold his daughter name. to ensure that he got sheriff. He was like, yeah, here's my offer. Yeah. yeah. Give me a job now. I, I don't think that was a, a requirement, like, considering how gung-ho he is about getting his daughter knocked up. Like, I, I think he came here to work with the sheriff department because they, like, recognized a kindred spirit. Like, I, I don't think he was under any kind of, like, duress to, like, bring Whitney into it. I think Whitney is really mistreated as a character as well. Yeah. Like, I think there's so much that you can do with her. It really frustrated me. There was there were a couple moments when, like, right when Sam is saying, like, that doesn't sound like Whitney. That doesn't sound right. She wouldn't do that. But we don't know her. Yeah, never demonstrating anything about her or that they've ever been close. Like, I think, like, the obvious way to go for, with that for me is to ha have them grow apart as she's hitting. That's sort of Ginger Snaps thing of, like, she's, <laughs> she's growing older and hitting puberty and, like, becoming interested in things and growing away from her younger brother, who sort of is still a kid. And, like, the loss of that sibling connection. I think kind of imply that, but we never get that they're sibling connected to start. Like, we don't get, like, the loss. We just get the sort of, like, disinterest. It's weird. Yeah, all we get is her rolling her eyes. And it, before it can pay off with, like, hey, sis, I really miss you. Or, like, whatever. Or, or, or losing her before that can happen. And then Sam never really thinks about it again. He's like, I'm obsessed with Baraska. 
and I'm obsessed with, I don't believe that Whitney ran away with her boyfriend, but there's no, like, person underneath it. There's no, like, real meat. It's the fundamental problem with almost every element in the mm-hmm. story that is bad, is that <laughs> everything here serves, it, like, it's it's here to serve a purely mechanical purpose in order to funnel yeah. us into the shock ending. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna argue the story. Obviously, I can, yeah. obviously we can talk about it as though this is a real thing, and, like, well, this ha- would happen, this would happen, this would happen. But, like, the idea that he doesn't reach out to Jay, like, hey, uh, Whitney is missing, and my dad is, like, covering it up, and that Jay doesn't go get, like, a real, a real detective from, like, a real city, and some real news <laughs> up in here. Like, all you have to do is walk five feet to a different city and be like, hey, there's two, like, rape mines happening behind me, and, like, bam, CNN's <laughs> all that shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, they're too powerful for us to do. Like, okay, hey, do you know why people like do this stuff not out in the open? It's because they're not like nobody is. That's why things get exposed. Like, you can pay people to keep silent, and that's the way that silence is maintained is through like is through preventing people from talking. It would be different if they weren't from, like, a major city to move here for him to feel like this. If he went from, like, some sort of, like, yuppie, like, middle town size to, like, this even smaller size, then he'd be like, yeah, that makes sense to have a closed community. And, like, yeah, he was a child, but, like, I don't know. It's a really, like, he there's, like, no sense of, like, character to Sam. And I guess it's kind of, like, the point of this type of character, yeah. but, like, why isn't the, why isn't Kimberly the protagonist? Why are we having, like, a, a story about this massive abuse and, like, human trafficking and all this kind of stuff, and it's not about the characters it's happening to? Like, everyone wants to write the rape shock thing, but no one wants to write, like, about the rape victim. It's, like, whatever. This is nothing. Mm-hmm. This is nothing for years. Yeah, it's voyeuristic, almost. Yeah. Well, it feels like every single character is only there to get the plot to where it's going. Exactly. No one has any reasonable motivations for more than, like, two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No one thinks of anything logical until it is appropriate for the plot to happen or, you know, or a suspenseful thing to happen. Everyone from Sam to, like, Kimber's mom to, like, the like the mean girls in class who are rude to Kimber. Yeah. They only exist in order to, yeah. like, provide, like, drop little hints yeah. about, like, the, the whole, like, yeah. you're not related to Kimber because you don't have red hair. Like, as though we couldn't Ugh. already guess that they were supposed to be siblings the whole time. Yeah. And that's why, you know, no the, right. the mom hates him. Yeah. I think one of the most wretched things about the story Ugh. is how bad it wants to be pen pal. It, it, it wants to be pen pal and it wants to be Stepford Wives. Like, those are the two things that I really see it trying to shoot. Like, it wants to be a Stepford Wives story written like pen pal. But it doesn't understand what made pen pal work. Yeah, it's that. And the other one that I thought of was, was American Gods. Uh, there's a section in American Gods, the main characters being, like, hidden away. Yeah. Until, until like, something uh-huh. blows over. I don't know. It's been a long time since I read it. He he has to hang out in, like, a small town over a winter. It's in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. And, and it turns out that, like, oh, spoilers, like, one of these, like, like, little tiny forgotten gods is, like, keeping himself and the town alive by sacrificing, a, like, a kid every year. Right under the noses of, like, the whole town and nobody knows but, like, anyone who sort of suspects, like, it, it, the, his argument to Shadow when he is discovered is, like, I keep these people happy. I, I, like, protect them with my, like, god powers as small as they are. 
it isn't this a fair price to pay for like this level of happiness and peace and it's like yeah that a, like i think that's an interesting question yeah yeah like like a like an omala situation yeah like i think that's a that's an interesting question and like an interesting like character motivation but there's never any sense in this of like anyone be- like no one benefits from this <laughs> except like his his boss right she's really sad cuz she can't get pregnant and then she like applies for a baraska baby or something and then and gets one and is like fine and happy even though the store is still going under <laughs> but like there's never any sense of like that yeah like what what makes stepford wives and and the partner american gods tick so beautifully is that like the is the idealism is people buying into the idealism and you can see an emotional connection to well, it's, it's it's the actual politics of it that that go into well, these right. ideas the store is going under because she's not saying yes to the baraska baby i think is the implication there like well that's silly. like the reason why people aren't coming there is because they're getting like the they're getting like the whisper through the grapevine she's trying to get pregnant yeah no i think they're legit going under because it's a shitty sandwich shop well, in a small true. town and also she's like upset <laughs> well, that she can't have a baby and she's like dealing with the moral implications of the idea that she's going to have a sex slave baby yeah that's true but i think yeah. i think there's some sort of like i know it's stupid but the way it's presented is presented very like <laughs> They control all the money, and the thing is in their name, so they're they're fudging the numbers, so all she's getting is, like, and people are being told not to go, and it's like... If they wanted to starve her out, they would starve her out, but they're continuing to, like, pay her and send money to the shop, and, like, keeping her afloat, even when they don't need to. They make it very clear that, like, Jimmy Prescott's not gonna let it go under. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I think that's, the, <laughs> I think that's what was being implied there. I disagree. Like, I, like, I think fundamentally... She is upset because she is thinking about the sex slave baby situation. She wasn't. She she, she sure switched notes real yeah. quick. I'm just saying. Yeah. But then exactly, but only for a second, and like we never get to sort of revel in like the discomfort of that. Like, yeah, I keep coming right. You keep coming back to Stepford Wise because it's an incredible example of this kind of thing where like right there is something sinister happening only to a subsection of the population. Mm-hmm. And see how much it's benefiting everyone else. Like, isn't it, is it worth it? Like, isn't it worth it? Can't you just forget about that and, like, enjoy? There's no enjoyment Can't you adopt, like, a normal people? Like, there's a little bit of, like, sort of 80s movies, like, kid idealism, like, it style of, like, oh, I love Crystal Lake. Oh, I love biking around in the woods with my friends. And, wow, the greatest treehouse of all time. And, like, that's all well and good. But there's never any sense of, like, how much, like, children are treasured in this town or, like, I mean, because they're not. Because children aren't treasured because those children are eventually, like, a lot of them are eventually going to be sold back to the traffickers. Right, so then, so then there's no, like, but then there's, there's no sort of emotional core to, right, as you were saying, the, the conservative politics of this kind of story, like, that, that this kind of story is trying to talk about. Like, the lottery thing. The lottery, everyone, it's a perfect, beautiful, utopia yeah. town, but, like, every once in a while I gotta kill someone for it. But, like, the <laughs> right, utopia the sacrifices is that we absent make. because we also need to dislike this area. Like, the area needs to be evil. It is supposed to be utopic because they are a flourishing small town in the Ozarks that doesn't have any other major source of business. Like, everyone here is relatively wealthy, is, is the thing. Too. Like, it's, it's yeah. sort of understated. But the idea is that, like, everyone is making a lot of money because they're selling their babies to the fucking traffickers. Yes. Stupid story. 
It's so fucking dumb. Sometimes, sometimes there will be like a little, a little nice bit. Just a, just a, a, the tiniest slice of something where I'm like, that's okay, that's okay. And so it's undercut by something like the stupidest thing I've read in a hot <laughs> bit. Like, I'm acknowledging ahead this is like a cheesy thing to have written. But like, it, it hit really it's just like a, a little bit nicely when it's like visually nice it's like too many people disappear in these woods man mike says he exhaled a cloud of smoke and like that cool <laughs> moment is followed by the most high and most annoying high riding digital pen yeah uh, made a digital oh paper God. it's it's so have you ever actually hung out with someone who's high ck walker or, or, or have no. you just watched movies about people being high yeah yeah it's like a weird undertone of like drugs are bad in this story <laughs> and here's another one we see this like nice little bit of evolution of the folklore where the kids are playing a scary tag game like the admittedly really stu- stupid rhyme is no longer centered on the tree that's a 5.5 out of 10 sort of nursery rhyme for the story but like <laughs> it doesn't scan can we talk about that yeah yeah the poem doesn't scan but they're, they're, they're playing the scary tag game it's no longer centered on the main tree so we are seeing like a uh, evolution of folklore in progress of the story and that nice moment is immediately undercut by the main character saying the phrase nut house for no reason <laughs> i can't even see any sort of polish in these little moments because one they are so brief and two i have such utter contempt for this story the entire time i'm reading it i'm just thinking about like every little problem that i am seeing a desperate male like, eat some crumbs <laughs> I, I would rather starve <laughs> i found the part that i wanted to that i ah. wanted to point out it's in it's in the suicide note at the very end she writes she writes and the town came under the care of Thomas Prescott when he started to sell some of the babies on the side for a profit to rich couples. And the sheriff, he helped him do this. But then an ugly rumor started that they were selling to human traffickers. <laughs> As opposed to... They <laughs> <laughs> are human traffickers! What do you think? Human traffickers! Exactly! Like, human traffickers! Yeah, yeah! This is human trafficking! Like, C.K. Walker fundamentally doesn't understand anything about human trafficking! That's the... Like, you can How are you going to raise... This is human... What you are describing is human trafficking! Much like a serial killer, a human trafficker is like a, a fantasy race? It's, it's a type of beast! <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> He was selling human. Oh, it's a class that you a speck human into. Trafficker is a chaotic, evil alignment creature. That's good for your five to fifteen level players. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she's that like she implies that like selling babies to rich couples after like the like the birth mother has been raped in order to conceive this child is like yeah no uh, it's, that's all right but oh but, but but once we get human traffickers in the in the mix- even if they were not raped that is still human trafficking yes hey that's human trafficking that's human trafficking that's definition of what human trafficking like, is it's, it's still infant trafficking hey yeah this this whole it's so funny <laughs> it's like oh yeah they sold their baby to the city that's how it started off like that's Hey, that's human trafficking from the get-go. Hey, also, he also at one point, Jimmy Prescott says that, um, like, he's like, he's like, no, don't be mad about this. We use the babies for community service. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just such a funny phrase to me. Yeah, the the community service babies. (laughs) I just 
pictured like a bunch of like infants in like high vis <laughs> on the side of the highway, like picking up trash. <laughs> like what a stupid way to put that. I don't argue with the story again to not be like, well, why didn't this happen? That doesn't make sense because that's silly. It's a it's a silly story. Of of course, yeah. it has to be this way to facilitate the story happening. But like. This wouldn't solve the infertility or the in- incest or like the anything. You're 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 fucking in a very limited pool here, my friend. Exactly. Oh my god. Like that. That was something that I thought of. Like <laughs> yeah. In, like part two or something. Like hey, hang on a fucking second. If the explosion poisoned the water table and it's still poisoned, how were the girls who were born in Drisking that they are kidnapping right. able to get pregnant? But then like people who are only like right. 10, 15 years older are like infertile. They still live here. They've been living here their whole lives. Yeah. They're drinking the same water. Yeah. It's so stupid. Did she forget? Because, like, at the start, we get the kind of, like, outsiders get taken in. It's a close-knit kind of, like, wicker man core-like situation <laughs> here. Not like, like, like the genre of people take wicker man to me, not not the actual... Not, oh, yeah, no, no. No you, disrespect you know to what, the OG. You know what yeah. I meant. Just, like... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Pop <laughs> culture wicker man. core. Yeah, like, I mean, a... Like, I was complaining about it the other day. People were like, oh, yeah, I made a folklore thing. Like, you took the aesthetic of Wicker Man and, and treated it like a scary hillbilly thing instead of, <laughs> like, uh, about cultural identity. Cool. Great. Thanks. I'm glad you're doing a silly voice for it, too, and everything. <laughs> Real sensitive. Well, right. Like, the Wicker Man... The Wicker Man works because it is so embedded in the culture in which it is set and the culture that, like, dominates the culture in which it's set. Like... It does not make any sense unless you're talking about England and Scotland. Like, yeah. It's a story about this cultural conflict, fundamentally. It's like, Lair of the White Worm is also kind of similar. And Lair of the White Worm fucks hard. Yeah, it does. You guys see it. Oh, let's talk. Oh, oh. The book is not... uh, Well, yeah, we want to talk about gothic horror. We're talking about Bram Stoker, like... Now, now that now there's a complicated a complicated figure. Yeah, but yeah, like right, like so so much of, and I think this is why, like, okay, okay, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent if that's all right. There is a real, a really deep seated difference between like English Gothic horror and American and Australian mm-hmm. Gothic mm-hmm. horror because of the extremely different relationships that the cultures that these authors come from have to the land around mm-hmm. them. Uh, yeah, um, yes, definitely. The long embedded history of England and uh, like the British Isles, right, is one that is folded like that is that is folded into the culture that is writing about it. So, like in the case of Wicker Man or Lair of the White Worm, mm-hmm. um, less so Dracula, but like uh, it, there, right, it is it is about the the incredibly long history of these places. Whereas there is something that that, that is lacking in American and Australian Gothic, and that sort of alien feeling of like oh oh i i don't belong here because i haven't been here yeah before. yeah, yeah. Like, like the land is a threat like the, the land is the a long history of the the dominant culture living in the place yeah the devoid of the history of the cultures that are yeah. like writing these gothic horror stories and like that that like anglophones and other such things yeah, it's, it's, it's about, this is a thing that you have to tame, that you have to be, like, scraping at, that you are, are battling with. There's a nice subgenre yeah. of that, though. I feel like, like, it's not gothic, but there is, like, like, hiking horror, like, when people get lost in the woods <laughs> horror. And it's not, it's mm-hmm. not gothic, and it's kind of more modern, that there's stories about, like, ritual, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 
like where people get like lost in the woods and they tell like st- and there's like the stories of like they're lit out by ghosts or like i don't know like missing people there's like that kind of mysticism in that but that's like really far removed from gothic horror i think yeah. but it has like that <laughs> yeah. australian core vibe of like lake mungo and like <laughs> it's just as we're talking about this it's it's sort of becoming more clear to me that that there is in 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 this peat like in Boraska there is Boraska I don't know whatever <laughs> Boraska um, there is absolutely <laughs> there is absolutely like no relationship that Sam has to anything yeah, yeah. Sam just like floats like he, you know he, he 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 cares about he cares about Kyle and Kimber but not in a way that we are ever ever able to really feel like he says like oh I love these guys like they're my best why friends. are you posting this and in no nice. sleep bro why is anyone getting on his ass about this. He's, he again. He tells us that he like had a great summer, that like this is a kid's paradise. But we never get to like sit and and enjoy that. Not that I want it to be like longer or 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 wordy. <laughs> yeah. but like it's just like it's never. I like yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't care about that. So the number of words that it uses, it's not using them correctly yeah. in order to establish yes. the feelings that we need to have to invest in the story. Exactly. I never have any feeling that I should care about Kyle or Kimber or that I should care about like the, the, the natural landscape, that I should care about the treehouse, that I should care about Whitney, that I should care about the dad, that I should care about anything or anyone. It's such a bummer the treehouse doesn't get used more. <laughs> oh, the treehouse would have been awesome. The treehouse is so fucking stupid. Like as as a plot point. It's stupid, but it's also unused. It, but it couldn't but it could have been something good. It could have been so good. Like you have a spooky space in the woods is is the site of a rite of passage into adulthood. Like, like they drink the shitty beer here, and like it's a it is yeah. it is a child's paradise. But but it is a site of, of crossing that boundary of trying alcohol for the first time and of like yeah mar- marking your name on it and like beyond it is is the horrors, which are very very adult, right? Like these are very adult horrors. This is this is sexual horror driven by economic horror yeah yeah <laughs> but like then they just they never go well back. Sort of. because there, there was never a time when like that meant something different yeah like it doesn't evolve like the, the, the treehouse was no longer was no longer safe or was like the only safe place in the woods or anything it was just like a cool set piece every space is just underused yeah it's 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 literally just there as like a seed to be planted so that you think Ooh, there's a supernatural mystery because they spend so long making the mist like in in like the early two parts over describing how creepy Jimmy is and his amber eyes and the sound in the woods and the skinned men and all of that kind of stuff. It's it wants you at first to think that it's supernatural. Doing it's like the opposite yeah. of what Until Dawn is doing. And like the way this is set up as a paranormal, it flips it by being paranormal where they are actually shape-shifting yellow-eyed monsters of money and old blood and junk like that this is like the opposite of that (laughs) but three yellow eyes this is gonna sound insane i looked it up like hey is this a thing people say in real life there's a part where you brought up the yellow eyes or like he's like spooky evil like monster man oh yeah he's got amber eyes that are intense and piercing and unnatural so he's got jaundice in the mid-2000s people said (laughs) With, like, their mouths. Like, I knew people who said this with their human mouths. That if you had, like, amber <laughs> eyes, that was, like, a... You were, like, a product of incest. Like, as a... Like, a weird gotcha. And I was like, what? do people really? say that with... What? And I looked it up to see, like, where this sort of thing came from. And I couldn't find anything. So, like, 
But like huh. that was a, I heard that with my ears. Like I would, I was like, like people said <laughs> that like with their mouths. So like Rebecca, huh. Rebecca, do you know what I'm talking about? Is that why this is in your story? Why did this not come up anywhere? Why was the thing I heard? Was that just like was it just supposed to make him like seem kind of gross? Yeah, like it's, like, it's definitely, but like because that's silly. I, <laughs> like I think it's it's just supposed to make him look spooky, but also like the thing that I thought of was Twilight, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe it's like a Twilight thing I don't understand because I never was never in a Twilight fandom. Because 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 like when the like, vampires yeah. are full, like when they have like when when the vegetarian <laughs> when vampires or the Cullens are full, they have like golden like amber topaz eyes, and when they are hungry they have black eyes but like when the vampires who drink human blood um are full they have like blood red eyes orbs please orbs yeah (laughs) (laughs) there is a sort of bad fan fiction quality to a lot of the writing there's so much dialogue this is what uh the the girls would describe as wump (laughs) yeah it does read like that it, like which is why like it's adorable only for that reason because i can like i can power through a lot of that just to like see where it's going it's not my favorite thing in the world i'd rather not be doing that but i can do it but the thing is they don't even like get to the womp until way too late Ugh, hurt no comfort <laughs> yeah. um man could you imagine the tags on this thing well i hope kimber's doing okay why isn't she the main character with stupid she should be the main character. I don't necessarily think that C.K. Walker is cranking to this, but, like, <laughs> this exact premise and this exact writing style of the premise is the material that dozens and dozens, hundreds of people on Archive of Our Own are writing stories to crank it about, yeah. frankly. Yeah. This just feels like a, hey, wouldn't this be really fucked up and, like, a, a cool, like, set piece that uh, that she made for herself and then, like, wrote it as though it was fanfiction, perhaps yeah. maybe even ascended fanfiction that it was previously, mm. <laughs> is my theory. Also, kimberlite is a type of mineral. Oh. It's um one of the most common host rock of diamonds. Fun fact. Oh. Yeah, yeah I think it's... Diamond in the rough. It doesn't feel so much like, yeah, like jack-off material as it does, like, masturbatory in the sort of self-congratulatory sense. Of like, oh, yeah. just you, just you guys <laughs> wait till I get to my twist, and it's like this is one of those great examples of how less can be more. Oh my god, the the thing at the very beginning, the 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 opening line, yeah, of Ugh. it's a long story, but one you've never heard before. Yeah. What a bold what fucking statement. What opener feels... for something so basic and so stereotyped. Yeah, no, I have heard this one before. Yeah, what it feels most to me is that era of like. Everyone was doing this kind of, like, shock horror thing, right? And mm-hmm. it's just like, wouldn't it be fucked up if X happened? Wouldn't it be fucked up if Y happened? And these people aren't necessarily cranking it to it, but enables people to crank to it in ways that are <laughs> probably bad for the person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People get, like, really, like, oh, this person has done this horrible, shocking, gore thing. They're, like, a pervert freak. And yes, they might be a pervert freak. But they're specifically writing this to be shocking and not necessarily cranking. There's a distinct <laughs> difference. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was getting at at the beginning where I was like, right, I, I don't think that that is as interesting or rewarding as something a little bit more lasting, I guess. Like a little, a slower burn. Just sort of going, yeah, saying what if it was, wouldn't it be fucked up if it's like, okay, well, yeah, like that's going to get an emotional reaction out of me because 
of course it is. Like, it's, it's, it's gross. It's horrifying. But, like, okay. So what? Like, I don't think everyone who was doing, I like, think... a My Little Pony Goro thing was into that. <laughs> Genuinely, like, people just write uh, stuff. And, yeah. and it's, like, they're not necessarily, like, into it. They just, like, are in a space that encourages Yeah, this is, this is probably actually gonna have about the same lasting effect on me as as uh was it P- P- pinky pinky cup pies cupcakes, cupcakes? Or whatever it is. yes cupcakes yes cupcakes yeah where it's like okay <laughs> well that was horrifying certainly but like and that's a thing you could have written yeah yeah it would be fucked up if that <laughs> happened <laughs> the story is so melodramatic throughout like <laughs> yeah. it does not know how to be subtle in any way it's so big and loud and stupid melodramatic and yet devoid of emotion yeah except when sam is telling us that he is i mean feeling. because it's it's the signifiers of emotion without the actual you know yeah the thing that's being signaled yeah he tells us he's been obsessed with baraska since whitney vanished and he's done what about it it's so it's so infuriating to have like these secondary characters act as like video game npcs and drop lore and expedition like hey go make your main characters do research She's just standing yeah. there and asking questions they should have asked, like, ages ago. What are you talking about? Also, I wanted to bring up the fact that, like, No Sleep has a lot of rules now. I think a lot of rules are in part from this story. Like, <laughs> like specifically the ones about uh, sex. The rules, like, horrible, not horror, and also how they make you, like, grovel at the feet of the mods whenever you try to do a story that might become a series. <laughs> This also has that, like, we've, we've brought up this problem a couple of times, but, like, this one is really bad for the, like, why would you write it like this creepypasta no sleep horror story problem? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're from a small town that kidnaps teenage girls to become pregnant sex slaves, and you're on the run, and you have decided to, like, try to expose them, or whatever, you wouldn't write <laughs> a narrative where you spend all this time, like, hemming and fucking hoing <sighs> over the details of your childhood and writing kid dialogue yeah, and shit. Be yes. on the- like, if, if the story took place in real time, that yeah. would yeah. fix so much of it. Like, if he, if he wrote the first part, like, you know, pen pal style, where he's, like... Piecing together memories. You know, s- s- something happened recently, and I'm thinking about the disappearance of my sister. And then we go into every single part is him updating after something has happened. Right. Okay, the story is delivered as is. At the end, there's, like... Uh, uh, some plant kind of person posts like, oh, I heard about this. This whole, the whole town got like lit on fire, basically. Like if this was like some sort of confessional before he like went to go do something about it, that'd be one thing, right? Like if I tell you the story before I kill myself in like a a vengeful fire blaze. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, like it, it's no sleep, right? Or, or even if it was him trying to expose the story, like him trying to reach out and be like, hey, this horrible thing is happening. I don't know. Like, I've, I've tried going to the police, yeah. blah, 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 nothing has helped. He should go on the run like Kimber, right? He'd be like, I, I, you know, sort of like um, the sense of like, okay, you know, I'm doing what I can from wherever I, you know, I'm, I'm at an internet cafe. I'm at like, I'm using like a burner phone, whatever. To, and, like, and then I got to run. Because it's because it's no sleep, right? It's like it's supposed to like the, the the concept is these need to appear as though they could have been actual Reddit posts. If someone posted this shit on Reddit and was just like spending endless time doing kid dialogue, <laughs> they would be they would be killed. They would become killed. Bad kid dialogue. 
the sheer miracle that no one was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's, shut it's up. Just kind of, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, this, uh, people like this author is a thing. So people were okay, like, yeah, yeah let's, let the, let's, yeah, let's ride. Let's see what's going on. But like, if you were just like, newbie naked posting here, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you would be torn Exposing apart. thyself, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you, you wouldn't be torn apart. The mods would just explode. Yeah, you, you just, <laughs> they would just, yeah, they just dump you right off. Be like, this sucks. <laughs> I think that's pretty, you know, like, there's a weird, there's a weird pocket of how people engage with the story. Like, like, no sleep heads, whatever, web horror heads, are like, the, like, yeah. Sleepy heads. Any, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like sleepy heads. Um, this, this is the scariest story of 2015. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. my god, but like, no. But, like, there's a, there's a clear, there's a clear, like, sort of, like, dividing line between people who are like, yeah, if this was um, anyone else, this would just not exist on no sleep, period. Yeah. Or, like, this is yeah. not their best work, this is also dog, this is, like, <laughs> cringe or whatever. And then there's people, <laughs> then there's, like, it has a podcast, you know? Like, yeah. this is the vibe yeah. between people. I have a fucking Cole Sprouse professionally yeah. produced podcast. Fucking Cole Sprouse. Yeah. I have the whole thing downloaded. I was going to listen to it um, <laughs> for the next episode. I thought about it, and that's where I was like, actually, I'm just going to read it, the text raw and do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even bring myself to listen to, like, a reader do oh my it, god I, that would take too much time i was like no i just have to like beam it into my eyes as quickly as possible <laughs> yeah like like this, this is one of those thi- this is one of those where like if you know people can stomach a certain level of stuff is like this is a good party one not to sound <laughs> ghoulish but this is like when you put on like a, this is when you put on like an audio watch along kind of thing with like maybe like two or three people are familiar with it one or two are not and you're like in a room where people are like you know, it's going to be like a, a, a kind of a nasty story. Like, that's the kind of thing you listen to it for. You don't listen to it for <laughs> any reason other than that. This is worthless. But I guess there's a podcast for it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder how much the podcast changes, like, in, oh, yeah, in adaptation. Because it came out, you know, like six years or something after it was posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pulled it up. Let me look. And like, it probably had some editors who at least fixed uh, some of the dialogue. I can't yeah, it imagine. Like it came out in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's fairly it recent. Out. Like when it, for... yeah, when it was posted on Spotify, first episode. Yeah, I will report back because I've got a long commute this week. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll definitely try to listen to it because I'm like interested in how it it's adaptive i just couldn't do both at the same time no i'm so not like i couldn't like i i wouldn't be able to stomach it i would be so pissed off (laughs) that's the thing too like i i didn't get a lot of sleep because like i felt a baraska like a rope tightened around my neck like i wanted to do other (laughs) stuff i didn't want baraska to take up time that i had to to, to be alive Like, I know we picked it and are doing this to ourselves in our, in our podcast. Yeah, we did choose to do this. <laughs> but still. This is entirely voluntary, yeah. Still. Which is why I haven't uh, gotten to East, to that, to that comic, what, East of West or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, double hand Baraska and that as well. <laughs> oh, shit. I still need to finish uh, Dungeon Meshi. Oh, do. my God, you do. Oh, my God, it just finished. It's finished. Ah, no. oh. I know, I've been, I've been, like, drawn and quartered this month. Yeah. I was like, I saw, I'm like, so I saw sorry. someone, like, someone, like, reposted, no, it's great, 
it's been uh it, like someone like reposted that beautiful lion eating image and i was like oh uh-huh. shit that's right like i gotta get back on the dungeon meshy train <laughs> yeah you can be all caught up gotta to go a... back for a second helping yeah <laughs> you need some aftercare after this thing so you should probably go do it now. <laughs> yeah i know dungeon meshy will be there for me <laughs> treating you that's right. a recommendation don't don't bother baraska Go read Dungeon Meshes. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking read this. This is really bad. Don't read this. You you would like Dungeon Meshy more. It's you know what? It's boring. It's not even that's bad. It's boring. It's so boring. Yeah, is Baraska so fucking dull? The only reason anybody cares about it one is because CK Walker's popular. Two because it has like a shocking, ooh, real life scary twist ending. When it's like. It's, it's quite silly. Ridiculous. The portrayal of trafficking and, like, sex slavery yeah. kind of stuff. Oh my god, Tempest. Really, really irks me. They're like, we call them the stables. Tempest, just you wait until you get to the to part two. I oh, I can't wait. Two. Oh my god. I Like, like <gasps> I know it gets fucking stupid. What? Neither of you? Whoa, 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 whoa. You've never read part two either? No. Oh, oh my no. god, I'm the only one who's read part two. Oh my yeah. god, until you until you fucking get to part two. You have no idea. You, I'm saying these words with a knowledge of part two in my head. I'm assuming that Kimber comes back. That's my, like, obvious, like, safe bet. Oh my god. Yes. If you thought showers were something, if you thought showers oh. part two, the third one, was something bad. Ugh. Oh yeah, my I god. Did. You were gonna, you were gonna... Oh my god. <laughs> Am I gonna miss Baraska 1? Am I gonna, like, long for the days? No! No! When it's I was, going, like, no, digging around no, in the Ozarks. It's, going to, it's gonna metro- retroactively make Baraska 1 worse. Yeah, one, yes. Two, it's the best kind of sequel. Also, when I say, like, I appreciate small slivers of things, so maybe that's it. Maybe I have, like... <laughs> because you're maybe just, like, I'm grasping like... for anything that could make the sting of Baraska 2 lessen. Oh my god. I have also, like, personal, like, stories to attach to Baraska, too, because it's kind of oh, funny no. that it, it coincided with some, like, like, I lived in, a, like, a little rural town, and some similar things happened, not not in, like, the the plot similar things, just some, like, similar set dressing things that are kind <laughs> of, fu- like, coincidentally funny. <laughs> oh, awesome. Great. Just like, hey, can we talk about the the trafficking real quick? Because like, I feel like we can't yeah. do the episode without bitching about how badly the trafficking yes. and sex slavery stuff is portrayed, right? Like, like, we're doing ourselves to. a disservice yeah. by not ranting about it. My man, you would not be making even. You'd not be breaking even, right? Yeah. Like, okay, the 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 comment that look one of the things that really got under my skin was him saying like that the overhead is really low. No, it's fucking not for keeping people in captivity. You are caring for hundreds of pregnant women. Like you are okay, and like the fact that they're just like letting them poorly, obviously, but like keeping them alive and keeping the babies healthy. They have to be so crazy evil. Like the most evil thing anyone's ever evil. They just like 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 raping babies into these women here, these girls, and not like taking care of their bodies to incubate the child i guess it's so right. so like when they tear through a body they just sh- put it in the shredder first off okay. if you're already dabbling in funny. human trafficking why aren't you also dabbling in like organ transplants what are you talking about like why <laughs> why are you That's putting these point, people yeah. in a meat shredder 
that was yeah. that was so fucking funny like I, like i mean obviously like it is the first thing that i felt like the first thing i thought of was like the fargo wood chipper but as soon as we heard the sound it's like oh it's bodies in the wood chipper isn't it and i was fucking right because obviously the grinder should be used for like stillborns and junk and not sure. like a full-grown adult or like teenage people yeah like, like if a woman happens to die then you throw her in the wood chipper. Yeah. But, yeah, like, sure. why would you just throw the girls in the wood chipper? Like, what? Yeah, and, like, he says, like, oh, you know, Whitney's been putting out, like, shitty babies. And it's like, but yeah, she's yeah, malnourished. Maybe because, like, she, like, her dad is fucking her. Yeah. She's having incest babies, and they're coming out with defects. She, right, exactly. Genetically, these kids are, like, fucked. And also, like, she's extremely malnourished. And yeah. she's probably, at, like, her muscles are atrophying and she's got bed sores. Like, yeah, no, this is not a well person. Like, it's absurd. If, like, if you want the babies to be, like, not horribly fucked up, first of all, knock it off with the incest. Second of all, <laughs> and, like, and what's weird that they, like, like, divide them up where they're like, oh, he's like, oh, she's not one of mine. That makes no sense. It only makes sense that they're trying to like diversify like, no like the the like the gene pool or whatever, but it's not. And like obviously we're arguing with the story because they're supposed to be like the most twisted like sure rural cultish evil. But at the same time, like if they're running a business, this is not they would not yeah, be making no. money. Yeah, this is a terrible business plan. <laughs> like nobody wants your incest babies. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, especially because, like, most infant trafficking is done in the third world. Like, as as, as part of, like, economic exploitation in the third world. One, because the people there are often in in significantly more dire economic straits. They are uh, frequently, like, coerced by these, like, rich first worlders who come in. And also... Most infant trafficking is not done on women who are kidnapped and tied down into beds. They are women who are paid for surrogacy services, quote unquote. Well, one of the things I was I, I found out when I when I moved here is that like it is one hundred percent illegal in England to pay a surrogate. Yeah, like for that exact reason, so that it doesn't encourage trafficking yeah or like yeah being taken advantage of anyway and obviously that happens anyway but like well of course but like yeah but it's it's a measure against like in in indonesia i'm pretty sure they made it illegal as well because there was such a massive infant trafficking problem and like Mm -hmm. like women being abused and like the children who were being purchased from the surrogates being abused yeah like this is like a a real thing that happened like obviously so does like assault and stuff but this has like no logical teeth in to anything It's just air. It, it, it has no relationship to the way that abuse tends yeah. to work in real life. It is entirely based around this sort of lurid fantasy of, like, what does a human trafficker look like? And you can get away with that when you're talking about, like, like allegory or, or like, you're making, yeah. like, 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 again, several yeah. wives, right? Like, several wives is ridiculous. Like, no, like, there is not, there is no, like, robot factory. Here is an insane thing about this, is that this falls apart because they also establish that the Prescott's were originally poor. <laughs> like, yeah. right. they're not old money, blood, old gentry from, like, fuck all colonizing this area. They were <laughs> miners. What the hell are you talking about? They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Yeah, like, they realized that there was money to be made because they sold one of their babies. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. insane. But then they got in with the human traffickers and then that, that, that got ugly. <laughs> like, the... Oh my god. It's just so... 
So, so on top of everything else, we also get like miners are corrupt, evil. You, you, you have everything. You have the entire fucking cake. You got <laughs> miners are depraved, lower class are depraved, the rural poor are depraved. You got like rich people are depraved. You have the whole thing. You have the to, nouveau you know, riche are depraved. It's, um, <laughs> don't forget the cops. Also, I mean, I mean, they are. That is true. Yeah, it's true. Some of you, yeah, that's true. But like. It's, it's everything. It's 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 everything, and it becomes nothing in that. It it's it's well, right. You you take out any sort of like thematic teeth when you're like this whole place is equally culpable in the same way, and nobody feels complicated about it except maybe one lady cried a little bit. One woman like kills herself about it. Yeah, like what are you gonna like? What are you saying about what? Like what? Like so what? All the adults in town know. And I'm not saying that everything has to be, like, a complicated allegory, but, like, what is your point? People who move here know. Like, that's yeah. why the walkers moved in, is because the guy wanted <laughs> in on being able to fuck his daughter. Why do, why do people- Right, so clearly like, it's, like, it's, it's like known in St. Louis also. It's like a Usenet group. We're like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? I'm on this Usenet- I, I got invited to the Baraska mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what a perfectly nothing story. Yeah. Well, it tries to do so much that it, like, it, 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 it's a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> this, this is a, a, a town where everyone is aware of the fact that, like, that you live next to someone who sold your daughter into sex slavery, like, five miles up the road from yeah. you, from where you live, and you might be able to adopt one of her rape babies. And eventually, they're going to get sick of her and throw her in a wood chipper. And you live next to these people who did that with full awareness. Everybody here knows. And everyone's just cool with it. Because, oh, they're scared to speak out. The housing cannot be that much better here than anywhere else in Missouri. I'm just saying. (laughs) Nothing is thought through because we're racing at a fucking snail's pace (laughs) to the big reveal where you're going to go, ugh, because rape is gross. Like, Like, that's it. That's it. And then you get the little bonus stinger about the incest, and it's like, okay, I don't care. Like, it is not even getting to the sort of, like, visceral horror of that, other than it's like, you know, he wanders in and he sees, oh, pregnant women's bodies. But, like, the, the sense of violation and, like, degradation is so skated over because it's just a voyeuristic fear. yeah. Well, and they're all, like, catatonic. Like, none of them are responding yeah. to anything. They're all, like, they're, they've all shut down in exactly the same way to this trauma. Whether they've been here for, like, three days like Kimber or, like, seven years like Whitney. Like, yeah, and, and, and like, a few of them cry out for help or whatever. They're just prop but, like, pieces, yeah. It makes no fucking sense. And, like, okay, okay. Like, the reason why these stories happen and why, like, they don't, like, move away and stuff it's because, like, bloodlines, that like, gets kind of, like, touched upon. But these people are, like, descendants of, like, miners who work here and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not the yeah. same thing as, like, the, like, the reason why, like, Text Chainsaw Massacre or, like, Hills of Eyes or, like, whatever else is because these people have, like, their, like, great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa built, like, a, a thing here and declared this land and had, like, blood feuds over this area and, like, <laughs> owned, like, the biggest moonshining like rig. It was like they are like massive little mini empires in these like tucked away spaces. That's why that happens in real life. Or like people who don't have the money to escape. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like there's like two camps, right? But like if they're miners here and they're like the kind of recent ancestor of miners, like post company script miners, like <laughs> why are they still here? <laughs> like what are you talking about? Right. Like they can just move. <laughs> None of them are like landlocked here. Because that's what makes rocky base upon which to build this shaky premise. This story itself is a Baraska. This is a dead strict mine. (laughs) Everyone has already been here and done this premise more interesting and and more valuable. There is nothing here for Walker to mine from this premise anymore. Like, 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 Jonah had a really good, like, end end point to thought, but thinking about the word Baraska just made me, like, angry with this again. Like, the reason why mine stuff is like there's lots of there's lots of reasons why mining things is horrible, but specifically in uh, in USA, it's like immigrants and indentured servants and slaves were doing mine stuff. So like the fact that this like is a like a, a like a Spanish like a Spanish word, it's cited to be like Spanish Mexican and stuff. It's like well that seems really absent in this community of people who were like mine workers as well. <laughs> One of my notes is a, is a quote from Hart Four. That is a quote from Sam when, he, when 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 Jimmy Prescott is starting to explain this to him, and he just says, "There's no sense in any of this." And my notes just say, "I'll say." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like, oh my god. If okay, okay. If they knew they were like headed for like a boom burst, and they just like like okay, let's just get crazy with it. Let's just be like as evil as we possibly can, and like shoot ourselves in the head or something. Like at the end of it, if that was going, <laughs> that's what I was just going. Like if if they <laughs> leaned into the fact that what Jimmy is doing is stupid and not profitable, just because he's like a massive evil pervert or something. Like yeah. you know, like like this this used to have some sort of economic use, but it's it's past its prime significantly. It's kind of what's going for, but it's not going for it in a way that feels like I mean, because everybody in the town is still going along with it and still benefiting and no one's complaining. You haven't thought through it all, like how like how the real life version of these sort of things Because comes they're to NPCs be and it's perpetuated. Yeah. Right. Yeah, everyone just exists to either say information or be in the place where they are given information. I do think like like, it gets close to, like, I don't know if she's intended to say anything, but, like, you could, I guess, make, like, uh, a thing about complacency and, like, how people get, like, culted up and, like, close-knit communities. But I'm doing this thing on big service by saying these words together. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure that is part of the intention is to address the idea of, like, people who buy in are going to go along with something well past the point. But, like, nobody's reached their breaking point. Even right, in highly policy. successful cults, this this yeah. gives fallout. The more abuses that a cult is doing, the more devoted a small more select group of the followers are because, like, the, the, the buy-in becomes higher and the sunk cost fallacy becomes higher. But, like, because the buy-in is higher, you are losing a lot more people. Uh, the documentary Keep Sweet uh, that came out last year or something about the fundamentalist Mormon church, right? The the FLDS. This guy had an entire town's worth of followers hanging on his every word, largely because he had not only the religious devotion as, like, the cult leader, but also a lot of money and social power, like the power to distribute women among his male followers in a way that kept them loyal. 
But at every step, he, like, increased the the buy-in with his abuse of power. Like, he married his dad's wives. He excommunicated a bunch of people to, like, shore up his power and the power of his friends. He basically kidnapped their children and brought them to, like, a compound. And then he turned out to have been a pedophile and a rapist. And now he's in jail probably until he dies. And the membership has dropped by some estimations from, like, 10,000 to 6,000. And that's for, like, a bona fide cult prophet who did what he did behind closed doors and can pretend he's being slandered by the government. Jimmy Prescott is some fucking guy, and everyone in town knows he throws those girls in a wood chipper. The children yearn for when the cicadas cry. Do cicadas have infant trafficking? It has, like, a... Like, Not that you okay, know. Okay, I'm gonna... If you... Go watch When the Cicadas Cry. Don't watch it. Good lord, don't watch it. There's, um... It's it's not a core part of the... It's a There's a little bit of that going on. Like, like... <laughs> but it, it doesn't... Like, like, there's different, like, small-town nasty horror and, like, being weird about teenage girls, but that's just because the author's a fucking pervert. Well, there's, um... <laughs> there's, like, a timeline where they get more, like, invested in... <laughs> And, and that because like awesome because the author's a pervert yeah because the author's a pervert <laughs> but like it hits a lot of similar um beats to Baraska, but it's actually kind of like about stuff <laughs> so if you were like i, wish I want this was about more something. more of that but also have a high pervert tolerance well i got an anime <laughs> for you <laughs> Because the author of of Higurashi, of, of Cicadas, I'm pretty sure, has more of a relationship to the landy aspects yeah, yeah, yeah. of the stuff that he's writing about than I believe that C.K. Walker... Like, if C.K. Walker is from the Ozarks or from a small town in the Ozarks, she does not portray it, like, the, the feeling of what it's like to live here and what no, the yeah. land represents in the story very well compared yeah. to i mean i fucking hate higurashi i think it's dog i hated the experience <laughs> of watching it so much You're but so... there is sort of a sense of like this is something that feels like it is rooted like part of it, in yeah. small town japanese culture and yeah. is getting more to the idea of small town cyclical abuse than yeah baraska yeah. even manages to broach Jenny, you're so strong and brave and beautiful for watching it for me. It doesn't need to like be be about anything or like be like a complex analogy or but like it but it needs to have some kind of grounding in something real and like like this is and this not waste my fucking time. This is co- comparable in a heightened fictional way to real life relationships, real life dynamics, real life towns. Like just because like rape ba- stables don't necessarily <laughs> exist doesn't mean that there isn't anything that like anything real to sort of ground it in it lacks grounding in the real world here's the thing if you if you want me to read your sh- shock horror it's got to be shorter than what we experienced <laughs> yeah don't waste my time it's not being written as though it's shock horror because it wants you to feel like this is literary which is why it's dragged on so much through all like the childhood really drama and bullshit well, that's what's offensive i think <laughs> oh yeah we're like, there's yeah. there's a sort of shock and like a borderline sexual shock in Pen Pal, right? Yeah. Which also spends yes, a lot yes. of time going through the character's childhood and like the, the, the sort of 
baby dramas that are that are going on these 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 snippets of early life that are being processed through this story yeah but like the one the final ending is pulled off a lot better it's not nearly as voyeuristic it's not nearly as lurid it's not as like leering and like it is going for a tragedy and it sticks the landing of a tragedy but also like it's just better written into like things in pen pal aren't just happening to funnel you towards the ending like there is a mystery and things are being planted for that mystery but also things can exist within pen pal just for their own sake because that creates atmosphere that creates the bubble around everything it doesn't feel like a video game world yeah you get like a personal connection like it's interesting to see this kind of tone the story when it doesn't like serve anything but with pen pal you get this connection like you get like it's a contained story but like the author is communicating to you through this story it's like living like these are like living like i'm piecing these together like a story doesn't have to be in current tense even though it kind of makes sense for the space it's being posted in Mm -hmm. but like veraska lacks like a connection to the reader other than like you go about you're about to get mind freaked (laughs) and that could be fine it's just like i could read this anywhere in any format and it would feel exactly the same that's kind of like Mm -hmm. what you don't really want in a space that's like interactive which is why the podcast i guess (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah it being in a podcast to sort of change the context by removing that interactivity aspect or 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 the expectation of interactivity Mm -hmm. that no sleep creates Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that sort of wants to fix Baraska because like I am fascinated by human depravity. I think that's something that I'm very interested in. <laughs> sure. I like I go and I seek out Yeah, nasty shit. Yeah. Yeah. We like I I was gonna say love, but I toned that down. Nasty <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm interested in the way that people talk about and write about and think about nasty stuff. I like the psychology of perverts. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If Baraska were actually, like, like you keep a similar sort of premise, but you try to take it closer to what trafficking and grooming mm-hmm. looks like, in the real world, in my head, I'm picturing this story where, like, the town has this, like, underground infant business, and they make a lot of money through it, but it's done through, like, a system of manipulation and coercion, blackmail, yeah. and, like, covert yeah. payment, yeah. and the disappearance of infants. Like, yeah. like the, the, the girls are still able to more or less live in town, but the disappearance of infants are written off as miscarriages due to the town's poisoned water. And yeah. that's yeah. the ultimate solution, is that, like, you know, this horrible stuff is going on and being covered up really elaborately. There can still be as much rape as you want to write, C.K. Yeah, Walker. Like, listen, like, <laughs> was, yeah. Without going all the way to the most, like, 200% extreme <laughs> version of what like middle class imaginary of human trafficking looks like that's what this is ultimately this is like the middle class fear kind of like that's kind of where i thought it was going when when prescott was set up as really charming is like okay like yeah this guy is an expert at wielding soft power 
at like coercion and you, you, oh boy but it's and, not yeah, it's, it's just like, like no, it's fucking nothing no and then it's just no you know he just he just has a lot of money and also like handcuffs <laughs> but, okay and a truck and like an abandoned mine like that's so much less interesting than looking at yeah like you said like grounding it in the ways in which this actually happens which is so much subtler and therefore in my opinion more horrifying than like stables like this this is sort of like pre like major awareness of like jeffrey epstein that's true too yeah yeah definitely that's a good point and like they caught jeffrey epstein like like his his level of wealth and influence was like magnitudes beyond yeah guy with a lot of money in small rural town like they are having to run their operation out of an abandoned mine that man had an island. And they can't even be bothered to go into the That's 16, like, that you can walk up to from, like, the McDonald's or whatever. It's, like, five yeah. feet away. It's, like, an afternoon <laughs> stroll. It's, like a couple, it's, it's a couple miles into the woods. That's it. Because, of course, it is. It's, it's where the mine and is. And, like, they, they maintained a level of intense secrecy around the whole operation for anyone who was not actively involved in sexually abusing children. Right? Yeah. yeah. Where this is just, like, everybody knows because everybody is selling their fucking kids to these people. It's nonsense! <laughs> One of the things that is so effective about Pen Pal is the way in which these awful things from childhood are only recognizable through the eyes of an adult. Like, you, it, it is incomprehensible to a child. It doesn't fit in a child's yeah. world. And this feels like it's kind of trying to do that, where, like, all the, all the grown-ups are... Like, skeezy and stuff. I'm not, I'm, yeah, the grown-ups are, are, are not taking his concerns seriously, sort of are dismissive, or are, yeah, like, don't seem to see it. And then it turns out it's just, like, it has nothing to do with, like, the bystander effect thing, or any sort of subtle, like, right, there is something specific to the state of childhood or adulthood that means that you process information differently and sort of pick up on details or vibes differently it's just, well, the economy, <laughs> but not even really that, because even that would be more interesting. Like, it's not invested in what it is like to be a child or to be an adult reflecting on childhood. Yeah. And my question also is, why does Sam, is it just because of the, of the note that Sam is telling us now? Yeah, it's just- I think it's so. Exists, I think that's supposed to be yeah. why. Yeah. Well, then like, why did why did Kimber send the note now? Because she just now found him. Maybe. I guess. Well, 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 so, well. Maybe you'll find out in part two. <laughs> oh god. I, I, I oh, suppose. No. Yeah. That 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 is that is a question. Uh, the story's not technically over yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's not for over, it. but I'm over it. <laughs> One of the other things about like child sexual abuse on like a like a like a larger scale like this or like um like cult tactics that revolve around abuse right yeah is that mm-hmm. like like if everyone in town is being complacent about it it should be because they have stuff on these people the price of living in town yeah should be that you yeah. have to have participated in some way yeah in this right right because that's how you control people like that's what epstein did like group buy-in yeah or like going back to FLDS, Warren Jeffs would buy loyalty and reward loyalty through like not only status but sexual access to underage girls. 
the more people you want to have control over, the more dirt you need to have, like, in the closet to keep them quiet. Especially because, like, it's wildly unclear whether the girls being bought from their parents are, like, being sold willingly by their parents, or if they're being, like, basically kidnapped and their parents get monetary compensation for it. It's never, like, 100% clear. Have you guys seen Storm of a Century? No. Oh, no. okay. It, it's kind of that premise where, like, there's, like, uh, enough blackmail to make them complicit in something in uh, a close-knit community. That makes perfect sort of emotional sense. But what, yeah, what is the emotional investment in this for anyone? Like, are the schools really good? Like, if you go to school <laughs> here, are you, like, guaranteed in the Ivy League? Like, what's the deal? And the lawn's really nice. Like, is it, like, I guess their houses are nice. Like, you, we did mention earlier that, like, everyone's kind of, like, rich core, I guess. But it's never, like, lingered on. I guess the only thing we get is that he, he says, like, oh, Whitney and I got more presents for Christmas than we did before. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my dad's job was paying better. And it's like, okay, great. Like, yeah, lean into that. Like, oh my God, we have a bigger house. I don't yeah, share like, room with my sister anymore. Or like, yeah, it's, oh my gosh, like everyone's got multiple cars. Like, like if he was living in the middle of St. Louis, like, right. like maybe they were living out of an apartment or something for a really long time. He's never had his own space before. Like, yeah. you know, he's he's never a seen backyard. so many houses this big. Like, th- there are no small houses in this town. It yeah, that'd be cool. Like, schools have really well-funded, like, arts programs. But it has to, like, there's no, there's never any sense of anything being wrong or, like, anything being out of place. Like, it, what, like, what would be interesting about that is, like, it's, like, I can't believe that. Because that would be giving it away too quickly is, is the thing. Right. Because I don't have any sense of, like. There is no setting. What should I expect and what am I actually getting? Yeah. There should be, like, mm-hmm. a line of, of, like, oh, you know, I expected, like, hillbillies and trailers. But what I got was actually a tiny little suburban utopia. And it was beautiful and surrounded by beautiful mountains and everybody had what they needed all thanks to prescott like yeah none of that yeah because you also have to know that being rural is like the source of evil in this story so it can't (laughs) be nice as well and also nobody in town likes the prescotts they're all like oh those fucking prescotts like they're they're such creeps blah 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 they're just tyrants instead of being like worshipful of these people like oh we owe everything to the Prescotts. They yeah, saved they're our like regular. town. Yeah, there's like, like statues the- of them. Like everyone has like a, <laughs> everyone has like a, a picture of them. Like they're the Pope or something. <laughs> do people do that with the Pope? Yeah. Right, what is what is the benefit? Like, what are you getting in exchange for your soul? Like, for your like your morals? You wouldn't believe how many pictures of the Pope my grandparents have. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like it's 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 Omalos, or it wants to be Omalos, but it can't restrain itself. It it can't be subtle. It it refuses to be subtle. It needs to be the biggest, loudest, dumbest thing ever. But don't you feel so super smart? Don't you feel like a smart, smart boy when you get all of the clues <laughs> and you put them together? Boy, <laughs> that's that's one of the things I've been thinking about lately. Is the idea of like signaled emotional responses in fiction yeah. right mm-hmm. the idea that like you are responding to the emotion that you are expected to have rather than responding to oh, the man. text itself this is the p this is the, like the mournful genuine, like- piano this is the cello <laughs> this is the thrumming on the cello 
This is like what <laughs> whatever else. He's, this is the blue lighting. This is the you you enter the red zone in where it's fuck. It's yeah, like sun sun strings. You got caught by someone crying. There's like, a part where Kimberly winks, and it made me want to stop reading for like I I had to sit myself oh, back yeah. down. I hated it so much. When they're being much. like flirty, and it's like okay. And she ah, oh, it's just every part of it. It, it feels like it's generated to be annoying. And she goes out of her <laughs> way to to make sure that we know that Kimber and Kyle have not had sex yet as a couple. Why did you pull that punch? Because she doesn't want Kimber to be tarnished. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess. Just you wait. Fuck Whitney, though. Like, she, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's <laughs> part two, guys. Yeah. Who knows what will happen in part two? You do. Uh, I do. Say. <laughs> you say that's really discouraging. I don't like that. Did you think, did you think part two is going to be, like, better? No, I thought it was going to be worse, no, but, like, not. everything oh my you're God. saying about it is making me dread it more. Oh, my God. Is Give it, me your part two is predictions. It at least, is it at least shorter? <laughs> you, no, you I'm, I'm wish scrolling it shorter. really fast now. No, it's not. I do, I do wish that. I do. Oh, I wish a lot of things. <laughs> like, okay, there there is something that I do know, actually, but that you have told me about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it so a major should... spoiler, or can I hear it also? I think uh, it might be a major spoiler. Ooh, cl- okay. Close your ears. I'm sure. Okay, I'm, I'm, sure I'm gonna. I will I'll, actually... I'll, I'll text it to you. Actually, I'll, t- I'll text me. And I'll let you know. Because, <laughs> okay. like, I like obviously I read it and then had to go ex- ex- sheer suffering. <laughs> you had to like, yeah, yeah. You, you got to pass that shit oh, around. Blow um, okay, here's up. a prediction. Maybe Kimber's dad will show back up as like the big bad. Or part of the big bad? Because he seemed to be really underplayed. Who knows? You do. I do. I'm, I'm assuming this is a major spoiler. The thing I've just sent you. Oh, oh okay. I'm, t- I'm texting you. but Yeah, it's a major spoiler, but it also happens okay. really early on. Oh, okay. no! This isn't the final confrontation! Oh, fuck oh, no! no! <laughs> Does it, oh wait, does it does it turn out that this is like nationwide? Are there like multiple Baraska sites? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Obviously, don't tell me. But like that's a, that's my guess. It's is that it has to because, because? Oh my god, this is my like pet. <laughs> this is like my pet peeve, especially in horror. Is like when stuff is like is just way too big. Yeah, it has to be the apocalypse. Outscales itself. Just let it be, like, one evil guy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, like all of the cosmos. Oh my god. That's a huge problem in everything these days, it seems like. Yeah, everything has yes, to be, like, end of the world. Absolutely. Like, just, nothing can just high stakes in, like, a small concentrated area. It has to be the world's blowing up. They, it's the apocalypse, but it could be, like, no, it, it could just be that, like, my main character that I've invested in will die. Like, that can be enough. <laughs> Or even, like, suffer grievous bodily harm. I don't care. But, like, <laughs> it does not have to be the biggest of ever. Like, because then what happens when you what happens when you do that, what you have there is the problem that Supernatural ran into. Yeah. Which is, now what? <laughs> like, once now you do the apocalypse, where do you go? I mean, and also the where problem that Godovitz is having right now. Once you do the apocalypse, where do you go from there? I will burst a blood vessel. 
there's like a genre where that's like more acceptable than others, but people keep doing it for like every little thing, and it's like, yes. well, like, that's if, not. If you plan to do the apocalypse, you have to plan to do the apocalypse. Yeah. First of all, that has to be seeded as part of the potential stakes from the beginning. Yeah, is exactly. That, is exactly. On a global scale. Like, if your stakes are murder, that's you start with your little slasher, like taboo, like. And That's but fine. if it's like the like creepypastas will do this, like this is what Baraska does, is like where the horrible thing is at the very end, you're supposed to be like, Why are you writing this, bro? Like movies <laughs> yeah. do that too, and it's just sort of like, Well, you can't like just keep ramping it up until you get to the apocalypse. That's not <laughs> you can't genre jump there and expect the story to still have like uh integrity. I predict you guys will be very unhappy. There are some stories that can ramp up to apocalyptic shit. That sure. like I think do it well. Yeah, but I think it's I think they I think they have the intention of going that direction to start with. Yeah. And not and they're not just like, well, where do you go next? It's usually if something has the feeling of having global stakes. Yeah, that's like, it. It, that's it, the... it can't go from just like small town drama to the world is blowing up. Without like that being like foundational. Right. You need to know to where you're going from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, cause stuff that ramps up is cool when that's the intent, you know? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Also, to not feel, like, samey. Because there's so much like it. You don't want to be, like, samey. Yeah. yeah, the phrase that always comes to mind um, that, I, that I, I like to, like, use to describe stuff like that is, is um, it's, from, <laughs> it's from Little Shop of Horrors, actually. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when Seymour finds out cuttings have been taken of the, of the plant and it's going to be like all over the nation and they, and they say like kid you know th- with with your with your sign off this could be bigger than hula hoops bigger than hula hoops <laughs> that's like the vibe to be like if something is something's trying to be bigger than hula hoops i like that yeah <laughs> it's like, it, this, this can't like support itself when like the oh like, my God. I mean, you know the, the, the point of the end of little shop is like it, it is in fact bigger than hula hoops like that like that <laughs> yeah, is apocalyptic yeah. But yeah. that was planned from the beginning. Like, that that feels... Because that is, like, the reveal of that is, like, oh, these have been the stakes the entire time. And it also works but as yeah. part of the allegory of Little yeah. Shop of Horror. Yeah. Like, right. there's no fucking allegory here. Yeah. No. Also, I really... I, I think we should adapt that as a term when we're talking about these things. <laughs> That's really cute. Bigger than hula hoops? It works. Bigger yeah, than hula it works. It fits like We're our... adding that to the podcast lexicon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, it fits okay. Our lex- Finally, my, my lifelong obsession with that stupid movie has come has given me something other than a deep-seated fear of anesthesia which you should have of the uh, uh apprehension towards like... but like i think the movie is really smart i think the play is really oh, smart it's great. or whatever it's like the the musical franchise is smart it's absolutely genius yeah like it's phenomenal i i had a, i saw it live not too long ago and i i, I oh. like it suddenly occurred to me like how much it's about white flight yeah mm-hmm. Like, it's entirely, like, the threat is black sexuality, uh, among other things, among other things. But, like, yeah, like, that that really struck me. In this. And it's also a story about, like, Jewish assimilationism. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which, which, which yeah. is the thing that stands out to me when I watch it as an Jew. And, and, like, and that, right, is so set in its time and place. Yeah. It really doesn't work any other place than New York or L.A. These, yeah, like, like, Skid Row. It has to be Skid Row. It has to be now, which is how you get grounded in the real world, right? Where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe alien plants don't exist, but these anxieties and these relationships and these, yeah, it represents these things. Yeah, these like these economic pressures, these social pressures, these environments, these types of people are do feel real, and so 
Like, yeah, like, that's what this is missing. It doesn't have to be realistic, but it needs to be connected in some way to my emotional reality as the reader. Yeah. Which is to say, like, a human emotional reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, not necessarily their similitude, but some kind of authenticity. My prediction is you're gonna, like, be really unhappy reading no, part I two. I know, I will. Baraska's bad, but it's at least, like, a kind of, like... Sometimes sometimes we read, like, a bad story on here <laughs> that we end up not even wanting to talk about the story. Like, we sort of have to talk <laughs> circles around the yeah. story and, yeah. like, talk about things that are, are sort of, like, referent to the story. Like, like we have to... We can only talk about it in paratext, but, like, Baraska is one of those ones where, like, there's enough wrong with it in enough of, like, an interesting way that we can at least talk about what makes it bad, which is something, you know? Yeah. It's much more interesting in retrospect than actually reading it. It feels very vacant. Which yeah, it is, it's, but it's like... It's interesting to talk about, not interesting to read. Literature doesn't make it good literature, but, like, there's <laughs> enough here that it, like, exists within, like, I could do, yeah, like, a report on it. We yeah, should yeah. not be afraid to use literature for things that are bad, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, agree, I agree, I agree. Just like, you know, art can also be bad. That, right, this is just unsuccessful literature. It's literature... It's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, art art isn't a term that can be reserved for yeah. just the stuff that you like or that is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, like, why, like, when we're in these spaces, literature carries a kind of, like, a negative connotation, I think, more than positive, because <laughs> you don't want to be reading, like, someone's fucking prose thesis on no sleep. <laughs> I think there is room for, like, literary work on no sleep. It just has to be hey, like right now. The one of the most upvoted things is mum is fucking. <laughs> you sent me it the other day, and it was I saw it in the headers. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so oh my god! It drove me to madness. Oh oh oh! I think I saw this. So like, it's it's literally just like Tempest. How far into Magnus Archives did you get? Oh, like a tiny bit of the way into season four. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure then you would have heard this one. It's it's literally just the one where the evil music kills people, but it's but it's about this <laughs> but guy Mitch <laughs> in a Czech bar, who like he's 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 an American tourist <laughs> in a Czech bar, um, and he's getting drunk okay. with this hot girl who's talking to him about music. And, like, it just goes on for a really long time. It's, like, it's so fucking, it's as long as any given, Look. like, segment of Baraska 1, right? Where they're just, like, talking about music, and he sees the words Mambo number 6 or whatever <laughs> in, like, yeah, in, the a, in the bathroom, the and becomes so fixated mambo. on Mambo number 6, which is invading his <laughs> mind. And... <laughs> Beautiful women. He's sing he's saying the secret names of God and all, <laughs> and all the layers of hell. Contained the, the six mambo. The trumpets are damned. <laughs> that was my palate cleanser in between parts of Veraska. Oh man. So it's this guy who's like fucking t 
toasted on peppermint schnapps, locking himself <laughs> in a check bar, and then having a heart attack because he ate some greasy food. It's so funny! Ah, <laughs> oh, nice little literary space. And he, like, linked his Twitter on the, on the words <laughs> melted cheese, which is oh, the piece de resistance, like. Which, which, Baraska part one ends with CK linking her Facebook. <laughs> it's just what you do, I guess. I mean, oh yeah. God. That's not the most egregious part of this, by any stretch. <laughs> it is douchey, though, frankly. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Like, yes, but, like... I think you should drop Link in the most offensive part of your shock story. <laughs> Whatever the grossest thing Kata says, that's where you should put your Link to your stuff. <laughs> but but do it but do it as like yeah do it as like a hyperlink where it's like like on like the really yeah like just yeah the just... entire sentence like what what yeah, the yeah, grossest yeah. thing the characters can possibly say that's your hyperlink <laughs> to your fucking yeah. whatever's really it really starts it helps like weed out the weak among yeah your and then if you want to send some hate mail you have like an instant to go to I think it's really <laughs> yeah yeah get me at the at the height of my emotionality like take take advantage of me. So that I send you anonymous hate <laughs> yeah. while I'm reading your rape scene. Yeah, I think that's. I think that would really revolutionize shock content. Well, we fixed it. <laughs> Yay! Another free service we offer here. <laughs> At the very least, this series you can be like a cab. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the. You know, I did appreciate that. Yeah, you know what? Good for CK for identifying that cops are evil. Yeah, yeah, the bar is subterranean in a lot of ways, but like, <laughs> but the but nothing else is when it should be. I wish more was subterranean. A cab, but like they're in the mines this time. Throw them down the mines. And like the gunshot, like triggers like a methane fire and stuff. <gasps> That's fun. <laughs> and it's like a big fire chase scene, but like then. Then OP doesn't like update, but like you have to assume they got out of the fire, right? But like, who knows what will happen? Yeah, and then and then the secrets and all the evil is buried forever when the mine collapses, and like the the protagonist walks away knowing that like no one will ever know the truth. It, it dies with him, yeah, or her, like, or them, you know. Same tra- transition. It should be Kimber. Same transition. The whole town knows. Okay, they invite. Right. They have a town festival in the mines. They, should, they didn't think so <laughs> down there. Yeah, and they put a wicker man down there. There we go. Yeah, it's perfect. The town falls into the earth like disappearance of Ashley, Kansas. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! The reason why the mines are so cringe is because it's like a, a <laughs> gas thing happening. So it's not like ore forming. <laughs> It's like a pit hole. A cringe gas explosion? <laughs> None of this My actually fitness. happened. Sam was just hallucinating. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I really like Poison Jr. a lot. <laughs> this is this is something that happened in, I think, the very first segment. But, like, I, I was scrolling through my notes and I saw um, a part where the pros really, really got under my skin. The fundamental problem that I have with the pros, right, it can't mm-hmm. decide whether it's stream of consciousness informal or like you know traditional literary writer yeah it's trying to be both of those things and they're both being handled extraordinarily clumsily (laughs) yeah okay baraska one like first first segment first chapter baraska we have Mm -hmm. this conversation and the dialogue tags in a row are 
insisted, whispered, promised, agreed. Oh my asked, god, yeah. And promised again. Yeah. Like Okay. That's what makes it really fan fiction y. My immortal ass writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're using so much to say so little. It's like the worst of fan fiction writing, but it's also like dry and like flat and dull. It's just there's <laughs> yeah. like there's like moments, really tiny moments where it's like okay 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 you're picking up speed and it's like it undercuts itself and like the speed i am giving it to it is because i already know where it's going like i can't imagine what it feels like reading this for the first time again because like it was really really slow yeah (laughs) i had to give myself a break in between each section to go and cut a script like i i went and i i read i read uncut shakespeare this is like we were so productive reading this i wasn't (laughs) i i managed to cram it pretty well (laughs) jenny you're always busy though you got like nine billion things to do ck walker can't ck walker can't slow you down (laughs) i leap effortlessly over her booby traps (laughs) i'm trying to get some stuff together and, like, I, I fell into, like, a loop of doing just, like, a nonstop pixel art for, like, three days. It's a project that I'm really passionate about, but it's very hard to work on because it is a... It's a visual novel with eight distinct roots mm-hmm. that are all long and... Mm-hmm trying to work on any one of them at a time my brain is like oh you can't do that you know we're doing something else now like please can i work on it i think anyway. when you get like most of the art done yeah, maybe i'll loosen it up for you yeah or like you should just like when you hit the when you get the urge just like pluck out some because i like yeah you, like work kind That's, of like I, I, style. I try to do that for like most yeah. of my writing because like my like oh god writing is so hard like writing doesn't feel writing never (laughs) feels good it doesn't even feel good most of the time to have written something the way that i hear people describe like oh like like oh the writing process is arduous but when i'm done with it it's like no every part of it sucks other than the (laughs) fact that i need to do it or i'll die you know (laughs) you know what that's art i feel like if you like obviously you can in Enjoy yourself. You have to suffer constantly. <laughs> like people act like they suffer constantly, but at the same time, like if you're I not, do suffer constantly. Yeah, frankly. it's a it's a different kind of suffering. You know, what I mean, like if you're not engaging with it on some sort of like mortifying well, it's, level, it's elbow grease. Yeah, you gotta put a little you gotta put a little muscle into it. Yeah, you can't do anything if you're not sweaty. It's also quite frankly that like something's like not like something doesn't click in my brain so like even when i want to like i write in my head really like i i get so much actual like prose in my head and i just turn it over like a fucking rock tumbler for weeks (laughs) to months before i'm able to put it on paper and it sucks (laughs) but like but that's my process it's it's really cool to see it. So you never see how rough it is. You get, you guys have no idea. And listen to this. <laughs> no, like I, I think it's good to be like uh, forthright about the fact that like sometimes doing a thing that you're passionate about and that you love uh, is extraordinarily painful. Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> agony. Oh yeah. <laughs> like every five minutes of work is like a it's like a like a two day decompression. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem for me, is that, like, drawing with my hands is so much easier and so much less painful, especially, like, now that I feel like I am getting stronger as an artist mm-hmm. overall it feels good to have produced something and it feels good mm-hmm. to work on something in a way that writing almost never does it's nice to have like a debuffer right <laughs> yeah i get that it's like a decompression what you still get to like create yeah yeah which is why which is why working on on a comic is cool because it has a script yeah you get like t- you get, you're, you're like str- like muscle training you're like strength training yeah you're like you're you're sneaking in the writing like a like a pill in cheese. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's good. laughs> and it's like it's it's the parts of writing that I like the most, which is dialogue, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I also I love. I mean, that's what like I write scripts. Like, I, yeah, obviously, I, yeah. I like to just cut yeah. out all the bullshit and get straight to the dialogue. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know what it looks like. It doesn't matter. <sighs> which is why. When someone is really bad at dialogue and writes really insufferable that's dialogue, right. it stands out so much <laughs> yeah. more. Like what are you like what are you interested in personally, right? Like writing about like settings and set pieces, I feel like I'm a little less perceptive about when that is good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me or too. like successful or not, because I think in dialogue and I think in the way that pe- characters are speaking and like what they sound like. I feel like. the like, same way, but I do know when set pieces are straight up missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is the case in Baraska. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there is no setting here, and 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 even like the dialect that characters speak in. It's a, yeah, it's like is it's... it reads so phony to me. Yeah, in in like a similar way to like showers too. It could be phoniness. so much worse though. Like, I, at least they didn't do the like, like like written out accent, yeah. like yeah. phonetically yeah. spelled. Like, or no, no one's like, now nah, you listen here. Up here in the sort of generic south, maybe a little bit west, like wait, <laughs> fuck off! Like, 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 like she could be doing that. So, like, it could I be think worse, it's fair. I, but I not think, a lot I th- worse. I think it's fair to say that no one knows where the Ozarks are. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All I know about it, it, it has like a college where you can work for like free, and they'll reduce your tuition. That's all I know about the Ozarks. Well, it's like <laughs> Missouri and like Arkansas, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What happens there? Are there goats there? Right. There's, there's a sort there of, like, borderline... Are there goats? ...westerny <laughs> twang to, I think, the way that people speak in, like, Missouri, Arkansas, but, like, it's it's very... It's still very Midwesty. Yeah. From, yeah. Not, not, like, Great Lakes Midwesty, but, like, you know, Kansas Midwesty. Yeah, like, middle Midwesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mi- middle of, yeah. What happens in Missouri? Huckleberry Finn, I think, takes place partly. <laughs> Does that? Yeah, Maybe? Mark Twain is from Sawyer? Missouri. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, he was. Gone Girl takes place in Missouri. Oh my god. <gasps> I, I, I. It's think all coming I, together. I, I think I can't conceptualize what Missouri is. <laughs> it's like smack dab in the middle. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's the middle of. Of, of, like, the Mississippi... Yeah, yeah, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn is, ba- like, the, the town it's set in is based on where uh, Mark Twain grew up, apparently. Huh. Thanks, Wikipedia. I'm learning so <laughs> much right now about Missouri. There you go. The Mississippi River states is, it's Mimas, huh. right? So it's, like, Minnesota, Indiana, I think? That feels right, yeah. Um, sure. Missouri, Arkansas, uh... 
uh, what the fuck states start with S? Zero South South Carolina, South Dakota. But like it doesn't touch either of those, I don't think. What uh, is that you, like you know there's someone listening right now that's going like, Oh my god, I know Listen. the answer. Spatial awareness is not my strong suit. <laughs> oh no, it's 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 Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, yeah, it, Arkansas. It, it, it goes between um, Iowa and Illinois. It's on the border. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana's the one that's near me. Uh, and then Louisiana. Yay! Oh, sure. Sorry that I forgot about the uh, the Iowa part when I, like, lived <laughs> there for a long time. If any Iowans are listening, I'm really sorry about that. All four of you. Yeah, I'm sorry to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Have we have we run Baroska dry? We have. We Baroskaed it. <laughs> we Baroskaed it. I feel like uh, saying that you Baroskaed something or Baroskaed something <laughs> might have some connotations. Unfortunately, oh, no. <laughs> I can't I, imagine even one of them. I can't picture them. I baked you a cookie, but I Baroskaed <laughs> it. But then I I started a, a it dry. baking empire using slavery. <laughs> Regular like like hostess. Wow, just like Homestuck. Just like Homestuck. <laughs> uh, it's all coming around. It all comes back to Homestuck. <laughs> the urtext. <laughs> <laughs> the the lifeblood of the internet, unfortunately. Yeah. Is it? I've been getting people on on my writing server into Homestuck recently. Like <laughs> <laughs> getting them into as in they they had not read it before. As in like people who have never read it. Yeah. Oh, why would you do that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whimsy, fun. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I, f- like I, f- I feel like Calvin nailing nails into the table right now. Like, is that a good question? <laughs> Jacob Flyer situation? Like, uh, like coming to the visionary? Like, hey, go read Homestuck? Yeah, I was gonna say, it's more, it's more, it's more like a, yeah, like a little, little free Bible. But it's much, much longer than that. <laughs> I mean, is the Homestuck longer than the Bible? It's longer than Ulysses, I, isn't it? I need, I need to look it up right now. This is good podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's 1,200,000 words. Jesus. According to... Oh, you got a different number than I did, but even so, like, it tells me every, every like, sort of ma- Oh, that, major... that might be kind of the epilogues. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, true, yeah, Ah, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe. Regardless, it's still, like, like all of the, um, editions of the Bible that I looked up are, like, 700,000 and then on. I love so, that for us. Yep. Good job. <laughs> More influential, longer. I think regardless of what the topic is, that we should only study things that are long, so... <laughs> We should prioritize exclusively long yeah, things yeah, in our culture. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, overall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should have that as actually the primary, if not the only, arbiter of worth. Like, that's it. <laughs> so, you know what? Like, like fuck you, Hemingway. Your six-word story 
you're a fake dog. You're a not, not literature. Not right. Gone out. Just words. We will destroy all Unironically records of it. agreed. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like, yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I picked I him for a reason. Him. <laughs> <laughs> nodding. Nodding. <laughs> it sounds reasonable, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, this is a system built on rational, sensual logic. It's already produced incredible results. We can't hold Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Better get typing. <laughs> well, it looks like we're going to wrap it up there for tonight. What do you think of Baraska? Leave a comment, send us an email, and tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. If you like the show, go ahead and leave a like or review, rate us, and share us with your friends. On our next episode, we will be reading Baraska V. This has been the Creepypasta Book Club. Thank you, and good night.